Okay, podcast family, I'm back with a new setup. Hopefully it's a little bit better. Still learning, but hopefully I'm less echoey, which is my least favorite thing about the first four episodes. So bear with me, okay? So back podcasting today, it feels, it's been a long time since I've done this. It doesn't just feel like it. Um, I hope that you guys have enjoyed the first few episodes. Um, maybe you've learned something, maybe you haven't. That's totally cool, but I really appreciate everyone that has listened, people that have subscribed. Like, you guys are awesome. I didn't really expect much. Um, I'm still figuring this out and I'm still having fun with it. So, that's really all that matters. And I'm going to stop this intro now because I want to get right into it. So, welcome back. Okay, welcome into episode number five of No One the Podcast, the podcast that nobody asked for, hosted by the person that nobody knows. This was an episode that I was supposed to record a few weeks ago. If you guys do follow me on Instagram, you saw that I posed a question. Um, If you wanted to hear what I was calling a timely episode first, or if you wanted to hear all the ones that I had pre-recorded first, and most people voted the pre-recorded, which is great. That's what I did. Um, The funny part is that I never recorded the timely episode. I was planning on doing it, and then, you know, life happens sometimes, so... It's no longer even a debate because it's less timely. I'm hoping that it will still have um, some magic for me. Like I was really feeling this when I first came home from my trip to Buffalo. I'll get into that in a second. But it's been a few weeks now and it's not that I don't feel it anymore, but I wonder if I'm feeling it to a lesser extent. So it'll be interesting to see how this goes. I haven't really been planning on what I'm saying. So... I'm going to run with it. So a few weeks ago now, I took a trip to Buffalo, New York and met up with two very, very amazing people. Um, I have been friends with them in some capacity for actually a while now, like if you think about it. Um, But Erica and Sarah, I met them both online, which is funny. Um, We met online is the running joke, but It's also way less creepy than it sounds. Every time I try to tell people where we met, not where we met, just that we met online, people are always quick to judge about that, which is fair in terms of safety. But the where we met really matters because we met in a very safe community, um, one that we're all really, really attached to. And I would meet anybody from that community any day. So... It's not that weird. I know it might seem weird still, but it's not that weird. Anyways, I had met Erica once very briefly in person. We ran into each other in Albany when we went to uh, regionals for CrossFit, which was very really cool because that was... Um, I, I actually got a message from her on Instagram that said, Hey, are you here? Or Facebook, wherever I got it. Are you here at regionals in Albany? And I was... I responded and was like, yes, yes, I am. Um, Because apparently she had seen me walking around and I'm so happy (laughs) that she sent me a message because we went 
met up and I just felt like instant magic again, which is how I felt the first time that we talked on a Zoom call. That's actually the first, that Zoom call was actually the first time that we had even really talked. Um, But we both kind of felt this weird instant connection and it was also nice because neither one of us were afraid to be vocal about it and both of us in different ways just immediately told each other like hey guess what I'm obsessed with you you're just gonna have to deal with it um but it was comforting because it was also coming from the other person so that was good Sarah is actually different Sarah I've known longer than Erica but we were part of the same community and I always just knew her as like this person who's so on top of her shit like I never have met anyone like that that's willing to do that for strangers like I know people who are the organizers at work and are willing to take on extra tasks but for someone who is just in a group of people that are really relatively strangers she had such a huge heart and it's like that's really hard to convey over social media and that's the only time that we really interacted so when we started working together it was still clear that she had that like huge heart and she was willing to do so much and so once we started working together that's when we had that connection so we had known each other for a little bit longer first but started working together and it was just like we clicked so I'm obsessed with both of them not afraid to admit it it's totally fine so I went out to Buffalo to hang out with them because they're both from western New York um we had I can't even really describe how cool the weekend was because I've been in really intentional and I have been in really intense emotional scenarios before. I actually went to this summer camp every year that was like life changing again and again every year. Um, and I had, so I've been in that environment before where people are just so open and honest, but I also can feel really drained from situations like that because being an empathetic or highly sensitive or Pisces, whatever you want to call me, being that type of person, I absorb other people's energies. So in certain scenarios like that, it can be super draining. It can be really hard to kind of like wake up the next day and, and figure this out and figure out how to move on, which is also something that I didn't know at first. I didn't really realize that that was who I was, but it all makes sense now when I look back. But being in this scenario, being with other empathetic, highly sensitive, non-Pisces, but types of people, they gave just as much as they took. And it's not even that they took anything, but it was a very balanced energy exchange. And if you've not been a part of that, if you're not someone who picks up on energies, then you have no idea what I'm talking about, which is fine. But... I'm trying to explain it in the most, like the least woo-woo kind of way and just making it very clear that anytime that I showed vulnerability, they made it safe for me. And then anytime that they showed vulnerability, I was able to make it safe for them because they had already proven to me that this was a good place to be in. So it all started when Erica goes, hey, I'm an eight. (laughs) which I want to talk about more in another podcast, but she's like, hey, I'm an eight. 
so we're going to play a game. And it was a little like moment of tensity. Okay, what kind of game are we playing? And she said, we're playing a game where I'm just going to ask questions and you respond. And then we go around a circle. You'll ask questions. I'll respond and we'll just keep going. And okay, so a questions game, that's fair. Uh, But the questions got very intense very fast. And it can be really stressful in certain scenarios if you're if you don't feel comfortable with people to ever have answered any of those questions some of them were fun but very um philosophical and more just how does your brain work but some of them were about our experiences and when you meet people later in life you forget about the fact that they don't know the first two decades at least of your life And so you have so many things that have led up to this point that they don't know about that you're either at peace with or you kind of just let go of or whatever. And you think that when you meet people later on in life, you just start anew and you don't really have to worry about some of that stuff. But then being with people in a new scenario, but bringing up that old stuff, it's interesting and Sometimes you realize that you are burying things that you didn't need to bury and just saying them out loud kind of just lets them go. But it also just felt very empowering to just share and learn about two of my favorite people. And I think we're all better for it. At least that's how I feel. So this is still not even what really the podcast is about. I just need to express like how magical feeling that whole experience was um but other things that we did was eat a lot of food uh a lot of good food which was awesome and read a lot of tarot cards <laughs> and it's been a long time since I've even looked at tarot cards um I used to I used to do it or used to like be around it in college be around some other people we had no idea what we were doing and I remember the last time I had my tarot cards read Um, it seemed like we thought that I was going to get murdered and that I was never going to find love. We interpreted them very wrong. I understand that. But that is what sticks out in my mind when it comes to tarot cards that, wow, I just, some stuff there, right? So when we did tarot cards, you know, we could ask questions. And of course, because this is who I am, I had questions or wanted to know more about my career because... I have a one-track mind sometimes when it comes to things like this. So I got a lot of cards and I did a lot of thinking and it was stressful to be getting the tarot reading in that moment because there was just a lot being thrown at me and I had a very long drive home, which was nice in some ways and sucky in others, but it was nice because it was the time to reflect just personally and quietly And I realized something that I think has been holding me back career-wise. And I also want to kind of start this segment by saying that I also had a friend in college. Coincidentally, this is also the person that we used to dabble in tarot cards with. I love her to death. I, I don't have any resentment towards her for us not understanding how to read tarot cards. I just like... It was a traumatic night for me. I remember that. But 
this person also, um, I don't need to anonymize her. Her name is Rhiannon. I love her to death. Um, Rhiannon also once told me that my half ass is other people's Nicki Minaj. I still think about this all the time and it cracks me up and it makes me feel better about when I feel like I'm not totally there. Um, but it's also something that I, I really stray away from doing things half ass all the time. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, I don't think that people need to go through life in a half-ass type of way. I also have no other way to say half-ass other than half-assed. So you're going to hear that often. I don't really know what else to call it. I think half-assed is the appropriate term here. Um, I am an achiever. That's my Enneagram type. So I need to have things figured out career-wise. Not necessarily true in my personal life or working out or eating or anything like that. But when it comes to my career, I have this tendency to think that I need to have all of my I's dotted, all of my T's crossed, all of my boxes checked before I put something out there. Before I share my experiences, my business ideas before I I share any of me I need to have it all figured out like step by step by step and I realize what's happening when I'm doing that is one of two things one time time is taking away faster than I want it to and I feel like I'm selling myself short sometimes because I don't want to do things without having them figured out but secondly If I do have things quote unquote figured out and then I do them and then I decide that that's not right for me, which happens a lot. Um, Like the fear of doing something and falling flat on my face has never been a problem for me, but I need to know that I put all my cards out there. I need to know that I put all my personality, all, all of my energy like out into something before I do it and whatever happens, happens. And frequently I realize that what I put out there or what I thought I wanted to do isn't right. And that's fine. I don't see anything wrong with that. But I do know that to some other people that seems like I'm very wishy-washy and I'm not going to fault anybody for that because I do like go into things very aggressively or very passionately I will have the whole process set up before I'm sold on the idea. And I'm realizing that that has stopped me from achieving certain dreams or achieving certain levels in my business because I, like I said, waste so much time. And if I have to pivot, I pivot too late. I put all my eggs in one basket, so to speak, not necessarily for me and my energy, but I did a lot in one area and never necessarily see it through because I, I have a good intuition about things like that where I'm realizing this is not for me. This is not right. I need to take my energy out of this basket and put it into a new one. But I can understand how on the outside that looks very interesting to people as a business owner, as other people seeing me as a business owner 
seeing me try this and try that and try that. I'm not ashamed that I'm trying, but I understand it's hard to see my clarity and see my my direction sometimes because I do put so much emphasis in trying to figure everything out. And then once it's figured out and once I realize it's not for me, I do something else. But I go through the same cycle where it takes a long time and I'm figuring everything out. So I kind of go through too many ebbs and flows with my own business, which I think is just selling selling me short. And that's weird for me to say, because like I said, I'm, a, I'm an achiever. And so I need to have things really, like my career matters so much. My business matters so much. What I, the work that I do for other people matters so much. It is so connected to who I am. I cannot change the fact that I find value in myself based on what I can do. I think when it comes to other people, if you're a good person, that's enough for me. It doesn't matter what your career is. It doesn't matter what your dreams are. None of that matters to me. Like I I see value in you as you. But to me, my value is in the work that I produce. And I've tried to rewire that and be happy with who I am as a person. And it's not that I'm not happy with who I am as a person, but it still comes down to am I producing to my top ability? And if I'm not, then then I feel down and I feel off and I feel wrong. And so I'm getting this idea, honestly, because I realized that I started this podcast. I bought a microphone without knowing how to set it up. I used audio programs or I recorded an audio programs without knowing how to edit in them. I've tried to like post at different times without really knowing what time is an appropriate time to post. Um, I, I, all I'm trying to say is that I did not have the pieces put together in any capacity before I started this podcast, but I'm having so much fun. I want to do this still. Like I still have so many ideas. I just have a running list of things that I want to talk about and it feels genuine to me. I'm not I don't feel like I'm forcing myself to say things, forcing myself to sit down and record, forcing myself to put things out. I'm really impressed that I'm on episode number five now and I've hit every, like I've hit five weeks in a row. That's a big accomplishment. And as someone who's starting out, that's not easy. And that's crazy to me because this is not something that I obsessed over how to do before I started doing it, which is not my MO. It's not the type of person it's not the way that I work. It's not the type of person that I am, but I, but the end result of it is something I'm happy with. And I I know you guys probably think I'm crazy, but like me obsessing over those first couple of episodes where the audio wasn't perfect. I know some people are like, just get over it, relax. It's fine. But as I've already mentioned to me, my value is in what I can produce. So if I'm not producing something of high quality, I feel less than sometimes, a lot of the times, most times. And this is the first time where I could get over it. It did, it was a lot for me to get over to start. It was a lot to be vulnerable in that sense and and put out work that I was, not that I wasn't proud of it, but work that I wasn't, that wasn't polished totally. And to be able to let that go and still think that I'm doing the right thing is a huge step in the right direction. 
So now I'm just reevaluating life, thinking that maybe I should have been half-assing it the whole time. And not half-assing in work, work ethic, because I think that that is something that you should definitely be putting all of your energy towards. But I'm enjoying half-assing my dream right now. And I don't even know what my dream is. But I'm going to half-ass it the whole way there from here on out. Because even if this podcasting thing didn't work out, and it still might not, I'm not saying it is, but even if I decide after episode 10 that I'm done, I didn't have to go through this terrible traumatic experience of so many hours in front of a computer and listening over and over and over again and trying to edit everything just perfectly. I'm just having fun. And so if at, at the end of at the end of 10 episodes, 20 episodes, how many other episodes I'm going to do, I don't have to feel bad. I don't have to feel like I've wasted anything or or whatever. I just feel good about it. I feel good about the whole process. I feel proud of myself for trying something new. And I'm proud of myself for half-assing something. So even if my half-ass is more half-assed than someone else's half-assed, I don't, I, whatever, but I'm just very proud of myself for doing this. And so this is what my tarot cards were telling me, I think. I think my tarot cards are telling me to chill the F out. Like everything is going to be okay I have all of the answers already. I just need to get more in touch with my intuition, which is what I feel like I've been doing. And I feel like getting more in touch with my intuition has helped with the work that I do for other people too. I'm spending less hours doing busy work and more hours being creative and growing and feeling like I'm making progress finally. And... It's funny to me to think that that is my half-assing. <laughs> and if my half-ass is synonymous with my intuition, perhaps. I don't really know all of the connections, but I just think that it has been a real pivotal moment in my life, in my business, in my work for other people, whatever. I don't know. And just everything. I feel like half-assing is the way to go. So I wanted to make this because if there's anyone else there that's like, if, if there is anyone else out there feeling like they, feeling the imposter syndrome, which is what I feel very, 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 very frequently. And as a result of that, you obsess over every little detail and you obsess over, over, trying to make sure all of the processes are already set up before you even get there, having the three-month, six-month, one-year plan before you've even started, sometimes that's not necessary. And when it comes to being entrepreneurial, when it comes to being a dream chaser, I think it's an interesting experiment to get rid of all of that to not have the business plan figured out, to not have all those boxes filled in, but instead to really go with your intuition and go with the flow and get an idea and run with it and learn along the way and have fun and still produce good work at the end of the day. Produce something that you're proud of. 
I now know that that's possible. So if there's anyone else out there who's thinking that, like I said, you have to have everything figured out. I want you to know that sometimes you don't and you'll still be happy with the end result. And you could even take this lesson and apply it to things outside of your career. But I just really wanted to share because I was feeling it. I was feeling the magic of that when I was coming home from Buffalo. And it's just, it was a necessary thing for me to sit down and podcast about it because it really is a lot. It means a lot to me to have a new breakthrough when it comes to work. So that's what I have for this week. Um, I hope that you learned something. If all that you learned is that my college roommate has really good anecdotes, then high five to Rhiannon. Um, (laughs) Anyways, I hope you guys have a great Tuesday. Have a great rest of your week. And I'll see you next. Oh, my. (laughs) Oh, God. I just realized I released. I released my podcast on Tuesdays because everyone releases on Mondays or everyone releases on Wednesdays. And then my Thursday and Friday, I'm done with the week anyways. And I just don't want to deal with the podcast. So I was like, yeah, Tuesday. But now I cannot use my sign off as see you. (laughs) So I'll just say see you next week. You know what day. Uh, Have a good one, guys. Bye.